Good evening, everyone. Really is lovely to, to have you and, and those who are joining us online here with us tonight. My name is Pip, and it's my privilege to share God's Word with us this evening on this, the last Sunday service of 2018. And our overarching theme tonight is going to be Thanksgiving. And there really isn't any better way to finish a year and embark out upon a new year than, than with a focus of Thanksgiving. I really hope and I really pray that this message tonight speaks into each of our hearts, meets us where we're at, and just draws us closer to Him. Anybody want a closer walk with the Lord? Four of us do. Maybe by the end of this talk, there'll be a few more. Of course we do. G.K. Chesterton, famous theologian, said that Thanksgiving is the mother of all virtues, and it certainly is a freeing and a, a wonderful quality, beautiful quality that should mark the life of every believer. Jesus Christ wants to change our lives. And one of the most significant changes that he wants to make in each of our lives is to make us a people who are continually thankful for all that he has done for us. It should be a quality that marks our lives and it should be a quality that marks the life of this church. It should be at the heart of everything we do. This is one of the great reasons why we break bread every Sunday in this church is that not only we remember what God has done, but we thank him. We give thanks with thankful hearts for all that he has done for us. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And do you know, as we look back over 2018, I really do hope that there's lots of things that we can give thanks for as individuals. Special moments like young people in love getting engaged. See two couples here who recently got rings on the, on the finger, and that's great. Defining moments maybe of celebration due to exam results or maybe a promotion in work or a, a significant life decision that was made that has, has gone really well for us. Memories that we've made that, that will just live with us for the rest of our days. Hopefully, there are many things that we can give thanks for that just propel us into 2019 with real excitement. As we look back over 2018 as a church, there are so many things that we, we really do need to give thanks to God for. Special moments when God has really spoken into our lives those poignant moments when we have really felt his, his tangible presence with us in a significant way. Defining moments when, when lives have been challenged and, and hearts have been changed. Momentum building moments when Pastor Malcolm and his family came to the fellowship and Pastor Tyler recently joined us on the team and when so many of you felt God calling you to join this church family. We thank God for everything that he's doing in this church. We thank him for the growth. We thank him for the development. We thank him for the, the vision, the heart, the unity, the passion, the family atmosphere, and the, the, the hunger that he's putting in our hearts for more of him. So much to give thanks for that can propel us into 2019 with real expectancy. As Pastor Davey reminded us this morning, there, 
For many individuals, 2018 will also have been a difficult year with disappointment, with sadness, with difficulties in relationships, illness, and loneliness. As a fellowship, 2018 has been marked with significant defining moments with Joel, with baby Scott, Pauline Mooney, who will be joining us online tonight and because she hasn't been able to get to church for months. We love you, Pauline, and we're, we're praying for you. And there are many people in this church who have been bereaved over this past year. People even in this past week and announcement about Joyce's mum being buried tomorrow. But I, I wonder, even in the depths of struggle, even in the depths of pain, can we finish 2018 with thanksgiving? Thanksgiving for how this church family continually pulls together with great strength and, and power in times of crisis. Thanksgiving for how even though you have been what you've been through this year, you're still here tonight. And you're still joining us online because you want to be here and you want to worship God in spite of your lot. Thanksgiving for God's sustaining hand upon us. And that gift of faith that he has given to many people here that has given that ability to hold on to faith in him even if it feels like it's just by our fingertips. What a beautiful grace the gift of faith is to us. Can we give thanks in all situations that propels us in a way that goes into 2019 with great hope? Friends, the best way to close our final service of 2018 is with a great note of thanks to the one with a capital O who makes all of this possible. We often say how easy it is to, to miss out on Jesus in the midst of all the stuff of Christmas. Well, it's just as easy to miss out on Jesus in the midst of all the stuff of church and all the busyness of church, the excitement of church, the ministry of church. And it's very easy to miss out on Jesus in the midst of suffering and, and trial that we go through. We can lose sight of the one who should be the one that we live and move and have our very being in. So to help us finish this year with thanksgiving, we're just going to reflect on an eight-word verse that's been described as the theme song of Christianity. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. And it says this, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. There may be 10,000 things that we're thankful for tonight, but none of them can surpass the incredible gift of Jesus Christ. And it is massively important, folks, when we preach on a, a single verse to, to give credence to, to context, the context in which it was written. And our, our verse tonight concludes 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, which, which has been described by many theologians as the greatest exposition of giving in the New Testament. 
And Paul really was using these chapters to, to encourage the church in Corinth to, to follow through on a commitment they had made to, to give a, a financial gift of support to struggling saints in Jerusalem. And he challenges them about the importance of giving and doing that in a generous and in a sacrificial way. And he notes the Macedonian church and how generous they had been in the giving, in the way they had first of all given themselves to God and then secondly given themselves to their gift. And he uses the liberality of their giving, their generosity to inspire the Corinthians to do likewise. But ultimately, what Paul does here is he summarizes the challenge on giving by appealing to their generosity as he focuses on the indescribable gift of Jesus Christ. In other words, he wants them to consider, as God wants us to consider tonight, the generosity of this indescribable gift because it is that gift There is nothing else like it, and it is that gift that will be the ultimate incentive for us to sacrificially give, give everything back to him tonight. Paul wrote about this sacrifice in chapter 8, when he said these beautiful words. He said, Jesus was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich. And so we approach the end of 2018. We're going to contemplate God's indescribable gift. And my prayer is that as we do it, we'll do it with thanksgiving and in a way that moves us, whether we're Christian or not, like the Macedonian church, to give ourselves afresh tonight, fully, fully, fully over to God. The actor Richard Burton very famously gave Elizabeth Taylor a, a very special gift. It was it's described as the largest diamond that has ever been given to anyone. It was worth millions and upon millions upon millions of pounds. I wonder, would, would people look at that and describe it as an indescribable gift? We've just come through Christmas, haven't we? where we're bombarded with advertising that says, here, you need this gift. This is indescribable. Words, words just fail us when we think about this gift. You need it. Of course, we know that's not true. God's indescribable gift. The Apostle Paul was an outstanding intellectual. He, with the exception of Jesus Christ, he is probably the greatest theologian that has ever walked the face of this earth. He was a master of the Greek language. He had a vocabulary so broad that, that helped him write more books in the New Testament than anybody else. Do you know of anyone who has spoken better of Jesus Christ than the Apostle Paul did? What sublime language he used. What majestic sentences he wrote that just are treasured in our hearts. What magnificent paragraphs of truth that just live in our minds. He wrote an inspired letters, inspired letters which contain mountain upon mountain of words that bring glory to Jesus Christ. But when he considered this gift, he had to pause with reverence. And it's so interesting. But when Paul described this gift, he used a word that is not used anywhere else in the New Testament or even the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint. 
The word translated in the New King James Version is indescribable. The King James Version translates it unspeakable. And the New Standard Version translates it as inexpressible. But no matter how we translate this word, there is immensity. There is transcendence in it. It's almost like this special revelation of a word came to Paul as an exclamation, a spontaneous shout of doxology. And he used it to speak of a gift that goes beyond anything we can imagine, that's inexpressibly larger than life and intellect. You know, there are so many momentous moments in Scripture that deserve a, a significant adjective or a describing word. Abram, who we're studying on Wednesday nights, well, his willingness to sacrifice his son Isaac, well, that was remarkable. Moses, leading the children of Israel out in the Exodus, that was phenomenal. David beating Goliath, that was impressive. But the gift of Jesus Christ is indescribable. Indescribable. There are no words enough, not even for Paul. So I guess it's fair to ask tonight, well, why do we bother trying to describe the indescribable? Why do we study the scriptures? Why do we read theological books? Why do we come here Sunday after Sunday to to hear God's word explained? Well, we do so principally because God and his gift of Jesus Christ is indescribable. That's why we do it. If we could speak out or exhaust the gift of Jesus Christ, our exploration would have stopped many centuries ago. Spurgeon, the the great Baptist preacher, he said, because this gift is unspeakable, like an ocean without a bottom, that's why we will keep preaching. That's why we will keep searching it until Jesus Christ returns. It's the indescribable nature of Jesus Christ that has inspired the greatest composers of all time to grace this world with its finest music, like Handel's Messiah or Bach's Christmas Oratorio, the wonderful carols that we're going to sing until Jesus Christ returns. It's the indescribable nature of Jesus that has made and inspired poets and painters and sculptors to take up the tools of their trade to pay honor to him. But even in their brilliance, they cannot capture what is infinite. And it is the indescribable nature of Jesus Christ that will keep this church and inspire us as a church to keep searching the depths of his love through his precious word week in, week out, so that whilst we have breath, every one of us, we can go from here to share and declare with the world about this wonderful gift, this indescribable gift. A number of months ago, Pastor Malcolm used a brilliant illustration, a brilliant illustration of a diamond. And he, he spoke about how the many facets a diamond has and what it looks like when it's turned in the sunlight. And that's what this gift is like. Every turn beams this inexpressible and indescribable revelation to our hearts. Every Christmas beams this facet of a, of a gift wrapped 
Can we get our minds around it? A gift wrapped not just in swaddling clothes, but God as a baby. Who can comprehend it? The tiny ultimate gift born in an obscure village to a peasant virgin was Emmanuel. God with us. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead. See, this was the Prince of Life. This was the Lord of Glory. This was eternity being born into time as a baby. Who can fully describe that? Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And then we turn that diamond in the light of God's word and we just marvel afresh at the the wonder, indescribable wonder of Jesus Christ and the life that he lived. How can we express how this penniless carpenter who never wrote a book, who never held an office, who never owned a home, who never went to college or traveled far from his place of birth, whose friends ran away from him as popular opinion turned against him. How can we describe how this man became the very centerpiece of history? Who can comprehend it? Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What words do we choose tonight, folks, to describe the greatest man who walked the face of this earth, who claimed authority to forgive sin, who healed the sick and brought hope into people's lives, who came so that we can be part of God's eternal family and heirs of God's riches. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And what about the wonder of the the facet that reflects the cross? Never mind gifts under trees at Christmas. What about the gift upon a tree? 2,000 years ago, what love It was not nails that held Jesus Christ to the cross. It wasn't Pilate. It was love for you and it was love for me that held him there. But what mind is large enough to be able to imagine what that darkness was like when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What words can articulate the spiritual dynamic when Christ cried out, it is finished. And when he broke the power of sin and death and hell, when he rose from the dead, who can comprehend it? Jesus took our sin so that we can get right with God. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Jesus is the ultimate gift that's still being unwrapped 2,000 years later as we discover more and more about his love. A gift so wonderful that it has spanned the years of time and it is still relevant and it is still changing lives and it is still fixing hearts. And the facet revealing the indescribable grace of God still beams with glory and with hope and and with power tonight for you if you're not yet a Christian and for all of us. This is a hope that's not just for the rich. It's not just for the famous. It's not just for the so-called important people. 
It's a gift that's available to all, no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what we've done in our lives, no matter how much we've stuffed up. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And so as we approach the the end of 2018 and we embark upon 2019, it seems almost like any response to this indescribable gift would be inadequate. But respond we must. It's a frightening thing to think that some people in here tonight might respond by rejecting this gift. But friends, take a moment. Contemplate the gift. Consider it. The majesty the glory, the cost of it all, the hope that's extended to each and every one of us here tonight. How do we respond? How can we do anything but respond with awe? How can we do anything but respond by falling on our our knees and worship before our good and our great God and honoring this gift? And I want us to think for the last few minutes about how we can honor this gift in our lives. Do you know, to honor someone is to esteem them. It's to esteem them. And, and why does the Bible instructs us to, to honor our, our parents, elderly folk, and, and those who, who rule over us? God is worthy of all the honor that we can give to him. Why? Because he's totally different. He's totally distinct. He is utterly unique to anything and everyone else. He is the most high God. He sits enthroned in heaven, high above all things. There's no one like him, none like him. There's no rival to him. He has no competition. No one can compare with him. Therefore, everything in us should want to declare with the elders in Revelation 4 these words, you are so worthy, so worthy, Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. So we give thanks to God and we honor him tonight and his gift of Jesus Christ in this way by coming to the cross afresh and giving him our lives. And maybe you're not a Christian, not yet a Christian. Why not give thanks for and honor God's indescribable gift by giving your life to Jesus Christ tonight? What other gift, free gift, could you be offered like Jesus? Everything else just seems to pale into insignificance in comparison. If Jesus is not worth following and honoring, I do not know who is. He is an incredible gift. He's a life-changing gift. He's not a gift who's going to free you from all the, the difficulties that you go through in life. Because Christians still go through the mill. Christians still sin and struggle in their relationships and struggle with their finances and 
Don't become a Christian tonight because you think it's going to insulate you from all the circumstances of life. That's not what this gift does for you. But what Jesus Christ will do is he will reach into your brokenness with healing. He will reach into your darkness with his light. He will reach into your loneliness with his presence. He will reach into your sin with his healing. He'll reach into the lostness you feel so acutely tonight and where your life is going with direction. He's the gift who can give you a relationship with God. He's the one who can turn your life around and bring purpose and meaning and do everything that you're going through and an eternal future with him. What can compare? I wonder do the words of that famous carol sum up maybe how you're feeling here tonight. It's beautiful. What can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give my heart. I give my heart. The gift of Jesus Christ is so incredible, so incredible that it makes him the only way, the only truth, and the only life, the only one who can get you to the Father. He is the only one. If you do not want to accept this gift of Jesus Christ, please tell me, how are you going to get rid of your sin? One day you will stand before God. How are you going to get rid of your sin? Only Jesus Christ can do that for you. So as we finish 2018, why not step into a new year with thankfulness and honor Jesus with your life? But what about those of us who are Christians? How can we honor him? How can we give thanks for this gift? Again, we do it in exactly the same way, by giving him our lives. By giving him our lives. Don't forget the context of this verse is the the challenge of a generous and sacrificial giving. Could 2019 be the year where you and I truly count the costs of what it means to follow Jesus as we honor him with our attitudes, with our affections and with our actions? Will it be the year that we honor him with our talents as we use them in the ministry of this church and in our everyday lives? God gave us the best gift in Jesus. All we can do is give our talents and best gift back to him. Could this be the year where we honor this gift by not relying on our learning from the past? but with fresh passion open his word every day and plunge afresh into this ocean of an indescribable gift to know and love God more. Could we honor his gift with our time every day? Could 2019 be a year where we honor God by not giving up when that difficulty or that crisis hits us? But where we keep going, where we keep loving, where we keep serving the gift of Jesus, and where we keep being strong as a fellowship and how we support one another. Could 2019 be the gift where we, or the year where we honor this gift and how we share it with others? Why keep good news to ourselves? I'm pretty sure most of us here 
We've already told people about gifts we've received as presents for Christmas. What about the indescribable gift? 2,000 years ago, the wise men spoke about Jesus to Herod. Shepherds spread word concerning about him to, to all they met. Simeon praised God. Anna spoke about the child to those who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. They couldn't stop talking about him. But what about us? Maybe have we lost the wonder of it all in our hearts? Maybe our prayer tonight should be, God, thrill our hearts afresh. Thrill our hearts afresh with the joy of the nativity, the power of the cross. Revive our spirits, God, with awe. Awe as we contemplate the truth of Christ in us. The hope of glory. Can we get our minds around that? Christ in us, the hope, glory. And do it, Lord, in a way that we cannot but speak about you to others. Are we the only sinful, confused, and broken, and wounded people who deserve this gift? Absolutely not. Might this be the year where we honor his gift by stepping out of our comfort zones to share our faith, to bring people to church you know, I have worked with hundreds of churches all across this province, and there isn't one where I have seen where everyone has caught this vision and this passion to be reaching out to their friends, to be winning people for Christ. What would happen? What would happen if three, four hundred of us responded to Tyler and Davy's announcements today and prayerfully went out of here and invited people to come into Alpha? What would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. It would revolutionize this place. It would revolutionize this place. May we be that church that I haven't seen yet right across this province as we speak up and we speak to others about the indescribable gift, no matter the cost. God wants to be, as we come to a close, he wants to be number one in our hearts. The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Where does self come in the greatest commandment? Last. Love your neighbor as your self. Might this be the year where we count the cost of what it means to put self last and to put Christ first because he's worthy, he's worthy and deserving of the highest honor. What possibilities are there for us all in 2019 and what better a way to start it than honoring this great gift of Jesus Christ with our hearts. Where are you with him tonight? Only you can answer that one. Coming to church, lifting our hands in worship, attending every meeting, it doesn't, it maybe indicates something to others, but only you know and I know what's going on in here, and God knows. And He still loves us. He still loves us. Maybe for the first time, you want to become a Christian. 
Or maybe for you or for me, it's the umpteenth, the hundredth time of coming back. We all wander. We all stray. We all get it wrong. But thank God for his grace that for the hundredth, the thousandth time calls us again tonight back into his love. Back to that place where we give him our all. Consider the gift. Worship team are going to join me on the stage. And I'd just love us to close our eyes for a minute. How do you want to respond to this indescribable gift tonight? Maybe there's something where it's just bursting inside of you that you want to lift this roof with song and praise tonight because you so love him. We want to give you the opportunity to do that in a minute. But we want to give others the opportunity who maybe need to catch up because maybe there are some and we need to get our hearts right with God. Christian, do we need to get our hearts right with God? Is the revelation of this indescribable gift as we've contemplated it tonight, is there something in your heart that's stirring afresh, maybe the first time in years, that's saying to you, I want to honor him in my life again? I've gone too far. I'm fed up with mediocrity. I'm fed up with indifference. I'm fed up with just drifting. I'm fed up with the facade of turning up here week after week and people thinking I'm okay. I want to honor Jesus Christ. I want to give him my all. I want to lay everything on the altar afresh tonight. Are you struggling as a Christian? Do you feel that you've lost your first love? the thrill and the wonder of what Christ has done as a dulled over the years, of the circumstances just weighed us down. Is there someone, and yes, it feels like the hundredth time that you're coming back again, but grace beckons you so beautifully and so freely. Is there someone here and you want to recommit your life to God? And look to 2019 through a different lens than this year. You want to honor God. You want to honor him with your time, your talents, your attitudes, your everything. If there's anyone here tonight and you feel you need to recommit your life to God, why don't you just lift up your hand and the, the quietness of this room, every eye is, is closed, every head's bowed. Do you know what? Pastor Davey did a great thing of leadership this morning. He was vulnerable with us. Let me be vulnerable with you too. Don't look at people who preach on pulpits and think they've got it all sorted. I need a closer walk with him. Is there anyone here and you'd like us to pray with you tonight? You want to recommit everything to God? Just lift your hand and let me see it. You always need the, the leader, the first one who will say, yes, I want this. 
to encourage others. Is there anyone here and you want to recommit your life to God? We're all good. We're all in that right place. Thank you, Lord. I wonder, is there anyone here and you're not a Christian? But because of Jesus, you want to make that commitment tonight. Maybe you've doubted for years you can change your life. Well, this indescribable gift can. Is there someone? For years you've been running, but over this last while your heart's been softening and you want to give your life to him. We'd love to pray with you. If you're online, just email us, info at dundonaldelam.church and we'll help you. Is there anyone here? Just lift your hand and let me see it. I know this is difficult, but it's so important because it helps us connect with you so we can chat afterwards and takes all the embarrassment away of that and just means we can pray with you. Is there anyone you want to become a Christian tonight? Just lift your hand and, and let me see it, please. Blessed be your name. Lord, we thank you tonight for your indescribable gift. Let's all stand together, keeping an attitude of prayer. Father, thank you for your indescribable gift. Thank you for your beautiful son. Thank you for what he has done for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your grace that sustains us and puts up with us. Lord, help us as we look into this new year to go into it with excitement and expectancy and hope because we are giving everything back to you. Lord, take our lives, take our all, take our minds, take our hearts, everything, Lord, and, and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Just to help us respond to that, we're going to sing a beautiful hymn, crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon the throne, the throne of our hearts. Let's sing together and let's worship him.